Hello, everybody. This is Ayan, the Obsessor. This is Mai, the Cosmic Nomad. And welcome to the Obsessor Podcast. Everybody and welcome to the Obsessor Podcast. Oh wait, we don't have to do that. I keep forgetting. No, we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> okay, I, I'll remember that. Anyway, welcome to episode three. This is Ayan. This is my. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a variety of different topics, obviously related to everything from sustainability to fashion. Um, and we've got a whole list to cover today, so we'll just get right into it. So, my, did you have something you wanted to start with to begin with? I mean, to start with to begin with? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we're kind of looking at a couple of um, weird things that are going on in fashion. They're more reoccurring things, and I don't like them, and they don't make sense. So we got to talk about this. There's uh okay, I guess I'll start with this. <laughs> yeah, if it's something that you know, I, I totally blanked that on that one. I'll, 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 don't I'll, worry about like, it. You can just you can just tell me what you think about it. So, uh, I mean, over the last week or so, there's been a few articles that have come out, and I have a feeling that they're all sourced from the same place as these things tend to be. As you know, uh, I work in the hospitality industry as well, and I work in like a sustainable plant-based restaurant, uh, which some listeners may know, some may not. Um, Sounds fancy. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's fancy casual for sure. I really like the place, but this has definitely been a theme going around uh, within the restaurant as well. But Now Magazine, I believe just last week, released uh, a huge article on food waste. Okay. And uh, the Globe and Mail also had an article over the last few days that had to do with uh, the realization that, uh, shock horror, guys, apparently most food waste is not actually done by the consumer it is uh it's a it's part of the production of food well most because most people don't know about this because they're mostly consumers they're not working in these industries no. behind the scenes what i'm saying yes you're right you're absolutely right but what i'm saying is this is this is the hilarious thing about it and i feel like this touches upon a lot of things it's not just food related but i think this is generally uh what's happening right now is this realization that yes the consumer does dictate certain things and yes like our behavior does matter in a huge way because what it does is it affects how production goes like companies are going to be listening to the consumer okay before we get into that let me just say what's going on so apparently it used to be the statistics were that 47 percent of food waste occurred at the household level now it's been quote unquote discovered like new research has found that apparently more than 57% or 56% of, of uh, food waste is actually generated at a level that's like far above the consumer. Be that restaurants, production, like at the farm, whatever, any any of that level, like processing, um, it's actually generated there. And then, you know, like less than 40% or even potentially less than that. Because I believe the estimates are conservative, mm -hmm. um, but less than 40% is actually being generated by the household, which I find really uh, obvious. I don't know why we didn't think that was obvious to begin with, but it's pretty clear. And I mean, even if you were going with the original estimation, which is like 47% um, was generated by household waste, that still leaves 53% elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So... The idea that we're just blaming the consumer for all the waste that's being created is a little bit absurd. 
at the same time, as I was saying before, I think it is generally true. The same as within the fashion industry, in the food industry, it really depends on what the consumer is willing to pay for. So one of the problems is that like farmers are getting rid of food that could be salvaged, that could be either donated or whatever. We touched on this a little yes. bit last episode yes, we with, did. The, with the freeganism thing and like all that kind of stuff. But actually only about 9% is being thrown out by like restaurants, hospitality, like hotels. Yeah, it's only about 9%. That makes and it, Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess from our perspective, because we're not farmers, we don't really right. see the actual production. Well, it's a it's an imperfection thing, right? So for yes. a very long time, they would just throw out, like, let's say apples that had natural imperfections in them. Mm -hmm. And they would only keep the ones that were very beautiful and shiny and sellable. Yes. Because that's what the consumer would want to buy. And so it is a little bit on the consumer, because if you're not willing to buy that stuff, it's going to go to waste. I think actually grocery stores do have a lot of food waste because they, do. they have to constantly keep up stock in order to look like they're actually selling things faster. See, within that, just as I touched on in the last episode, there are stores that are popping up oddly. And yes. yes, there are some U.S. cities that are doing it. I think it was uh, Los Angeles and a couple of in San Francisco. And, and you said uh, Paris, right? Mostly the European countries are doing right. it. Um, but yes, there are a few places in North America that are geared towards these stores that buy these imperfect or supposedly imperfect vegetables, fruits, and perishable goods yeah. that are still edible, perfectly edible. And it's the whole store is dedicated to that. This whole supermarket is dedicated to that. Well, we now have a second harvest. I believe it's in Canada as well. I know that it's or is that what it's called? I might be confusing. I'm not something. really sure. I don't I know if I'm confusing I haven't, I haven't really this with, heard a, with a food bank or whatever. Oh, second harvest. Let me just Google that real quick while I'm here. Second harvest Toronto food rescue. Yeah, no, that's right. So there's a different there's a different thing. I think it's a food bank in Minneapolis. And this is the one. OK, so second harvest recovers fresh unsold food to protect the environment and provide immediate hunger relief. So I think they actually do donate the food to mm -hmm. a lot of um, food banks and things like that. But they get it. They partner up with like different grocery stores and I guess uh, producers of, yes. of produce, um, perishables in general, and then they they sort of send it out to different communities, which is amazing. It is, yeah. And I mean, we're not even touching on. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there is the organization that basically pairs up people with people who have like fruit trees and things like that in their backyards, and essentially you can go and like harvest them. I've heard of for that. For free, where... and then you get a portion of it, and they get to keep a portion of it. It's, so it's like buying, is it buying into a tree? Meaning no, you're, you're literally, investing in a tree? You're, no, you're, you're just going to people. So you know how like around Toronto, for example, there's a ton of like apple trees, mulberry trees. Yeah, whatever. they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of them are actually on people's private property. Yes. So as a person who has one of those like trees yeah. or multiple trees or whatever. I grew up on those trees. Right, <laughs> me too. But yeah. if you sign up to this thing, and I think it's like available through Facebook, I don't know. Um, it's fucking awesome. You can actually just go and help them harvest those things when they're ripe so that they yeah. don't do it all themselves. Themselves, mm -hmm. And then you get to keep like a portion of it. So for... if see if that were the case when I was younger growing yeah. up, because I would go to the neighborhood I grew up in the East End, uh, mm -hmm. closer to downtown, and there was cherry trees, crab apple trees, yeah, exactly. like uh, there's strawberry bushes, so like you name waste. it. Yeah, there was so much waste because these these people that owned the property. Yeah. Some of them were nice, and they let us, as long as we didn't get hurt, yeah. they let us climb the trees and take whatever we wanted. Totally. Some people were just total assholes and let it rot, and then complain and hire somebody to, like, take it off, like, 
take it off their lawn after. I can't. So that pissed me off. But I was also like, you know what? You guys are assholes. You deserve that shit. Let's be honest. So, So, yeah. So there's that. And um, I think there's definitely a few programs now that are starting up the divert food waste to like food banks and things like that. It's fucking awesome. But a lot of people don't. I mean, there's still that whole stigma of like, yeah, but what if somebody gets sick or what if something happens? Which uh, that is, whole not. Uh, I can't. Jesus. Um, I can't so deal with that whole nonsense. We can't talk about that again because we've already spent time on that last time. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to make a quick point here. And I think a lot of people probably already know this. Thank you to uh, Adam Ruins Everything as well for having this conversation. If you guys haven't checked out that show, definitely do. It's great. We love Adam. We love Adam. We love that he ruins everything because I don't think he ruins anything. I just think he makes it better. Yeah. But uh, and that used to be my job amongst my friends. I'd be like, actually. And then everyone would just be like, oh, my God. And you just pop out anything? of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, you see, just go to their work and say, "Actually, this is what's going on," and scare the shit out of them. But I didn't even have to do that. They would just stop hanging out with me because they were like, "Holy shit! Can we just like please do something without you constantly telling us that we're wrong about all of our beliefs?" So I get where he was coming from with that show. I'm glad someone else can do that now, and I don't have to. Anyway, it's um, accepted now. It's accepted. It's accepted. I'm I'm really so happy to hear that. So your quirks are accepted now. <sighs> yeah, but now I'm not special, guys. <laughs> and uh, I didn't make millions of dollars off like that. Actually, I don't know how much money he made off. You'll, I'm totally you'll find another talent within you to, mm. you know, exploit. There's too many. I gotta like, oh, that made me sound so egotistical right there. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. <laughs> I'm not that talented. I just can't decide what the hell to do with myself because there's too many things I want to do. Well, you have a podcast now. I know, finally. Friggin' 10 years in the making. Should have started earlier, as with many things, but better late than never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to you, by the way. Yes, I had to convince her and kicking screaming you know yeah. drag her along i was just like no and i was then, like let's let, we talk a lot of shit let's he blindfolded just, me know. threw me in the back of a van forced the microphone in my face and then just said talk <laughs> talk until uh, i tell you to stop talking i'm actually very nice i'm not Lies. that you know I, I have my you can hear my sweet voice yes um <laughs> no but um i was like let's do this thing we're doing all the time when we see each other Okay, so as I was saying, yes, you're right. You, it's, it's all on you. But as I was saying, so Adam Ruins Everything totally talked about this. But there's this idea with food banks anyway that, like, they want perishable food. So all the donation bins are always, like, uh, not non-perishable food, sorry. Yeah. So all the donation bins are full of, like, canned foods. The problem is all of, a lot of those foods expire before they can actually be uh, given out to people. The canned goods? Yeah. Uh, because canned goods expire too, people. Who knew? The thing is that... Part of the reason why they can't get to them is that, like, they have they have too many. Too many people donate the same type of it's thing. It's usually canned goods. <laughs> it's usually canned goods, and it's often things that they don't personally want, right? And Unfortunately, shitty things, high-sodium, shitty things. And you can't... And the whole thing about a food bank is it's not... I'm sorry. It's not a beggars can't be true. There's a situation. It's a they have to provide certain nutrition yes. to the people that come to the food bank, which so, means they actually have to buy produce. Yes. So they need money. If you If you are not sure what to do give them money yes seriously just donate money to the food bank don't give them your shitty canned goods and corn that like nobody really wants no one can survive on corn no my mother can't, it's in but... every but it's in everything yeah, already I though i can't handle it i don't even like corn. it's like hey why not co- get corn with a side of corn and yeah other side you got, of corn? You, you've got what do you call it like the mushy corn cream Ugh, corn, cream corn. and then like sweet corn and Ugh. then you got is there any other kind of corn here i, I assume know. there's salted corn which just makes you want to barf <laughs> yeah i don't know what? it's like corn 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 on corn on cob surprisingly corn without corn. the cob corn with the cob i don't know anyway there's a lot on of top corn. of fr- fr- fructose corn, corn syrup <laughs> just everything is fucking corn 
Um, there should be a restaurant. Corn the band is even. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a bad joke. <laughs> so anyway, all I'm saying is, um, what they really need to do is buy fresh produce, yes. and a lot of the produce that are not very attractive to look at can actually very easily be diverted to food banks. And this is something that I think people are working on. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of money to be made in this because you're taking food potentially for free, or you're paying mm-hmm. these producers a, a fee basically to take their food off their hands, and then you're you're giving it away. But isn't it government subsidized? The mm, government doesn't help them? I don't think so. They sh- I mean, they really? might. No, I think it's, I remember Sometimes they community might, centers but... decide by a house. No, 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 but the... community centers don't do this. There's often third parties that do this. Like, Second, second Harvest is not a community thing. Yes, but the, my community center in my East End yes. did that. That's it was cool. part of the community. That's and I, cool. And I'm and sure if a lot of boys and girls club do that, though. Th- I, don't, I don't know. The thing is, you you say you're sure, but I don't think that's true. I was younger. Probably I didn't look into it, but I, I knew the community did it. I have a feeling that if there's somebody who works within that, that particular, like, branch, yeah. knows what they're doing and are willing to go the extra mile, they might be that's able to do it. That's possibly it, yeah. But I don't think that that is the case in most communities, especially not the ones that are, like, outside of... I feel like it's more common and within, like... It's the within the inner city, center. yeah. It's within the inner city, yeah. Because I think a lot of those... Um, Food it's, banks or whatever have been operating for long enough. They're that very, they yeah, they're of, very old. Op- they already yeah. know yes. kind of how the system works. They might have certain relationships that some of the other places don't have. Anyway, yes. I'm not going to speak to this because I really, I, I can't be sure. All I know is that it doesn't happen nearly as often as it could because so much food waste. So I'm really happy basically that like now and the Globe and Mail and whatever are covering it. Hopefully it'll bring some attention to this issue. But yeah, go donate some money to your local food bank people. And please stop giving them high sodium crap. And Can corn crap. syrup. Yeah. So much corn syrup. Especially cream corn. Just, yeah, people, just did, not only can they not live off that, nobody should live off that. That's just, that's, that's ridiculous. It's in everything. <sighs> okay, well, moving on from this topic, what's next on the roster? Well, let's talk about... The Louis Vuitton? Was it Louis Vuitton? <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Um, oh, my God. For those of you who... Uh, We're snoozing I, on this. Yes. Uh, some of you guys, if you guys check out the website Hypebeast, it's kind of, it kind of... Is that I, from Hypebeast? It's from Hypebeast, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I kind of like it and I kind of, it's like a love-hate website for me because a lot of it seems frivolous and stupid sometimes where it's like redundant. It's like, oh my God, these new collaborations. I was like, eh, it looks like other collaborations. It's nothing's really in my, per, you know, perception of things of over the years, nothing's really changed. And... One thing is what what I'm happy is that Virgil Abloh Abloh basically of Off White became the menswear designer for Louis Vuitton, and I was like, yes, finally someone of color was at a high level. But he didn't, you know, he didn't take over women's wear. I would be it would be awesome if he took a women's wear. We'll talk about him some more later. Yeah. Actually, I have a bunch more things to talk about. And he came out. It's it says that he he came out with it, but came out with earbuds that were Louis Vuitton earbuds that were costing nine hundred plus USD. $995 USD. Yeah. Okay. Like, can't you just make it $999 at that point or like 1001 just to sh- like fuck with people? Just go. What is you're, already, you're already going way over. It's just, like you're trying to seem like it's a discount. You know, like how, mm-hmm. how like Walmart We're prices under everything. Walmart prices everything like five cents under. It used to be nine ninety nine, then people caught on, so it became like nine ninety five. And when mm-hmm. I said I mean nine dollars and ninety five cents, not like nine hundred ninety nine dollars or nine hundred ninety five. But in this case, it's it's like like is that a joke? I think that's a joke. <laughs> like I actually think that might be a bit of like a commentary, like under the radar commentary, because you've got Airbuds 
or buds. I'm yeah, not they're, sure they're Bluetooth. They're basically okay. Bluetooth earbuds with um, USD Horizon, mind you. Yeah, Jesus with the Christ. Louis Vuitton um, insignias on it and with the multiples. Stripes. Yeah, the stripes uh, obviously um, elevated like a little. Um, what's the word? I forgot. It's not embossed. Is it embossed? No, it's just it's, raised. Uh, raised. Yeah. yeah. The le- basically the logo, the L or the V is raised, left or right. I don't know. Confusing the shit okay, out of people. Okay, so I really, I, I have to also say, I really hope that the L, because one of them says L, the other one yeah. says V. I really hope the, the L, L is, is left. The L is for left, yeah. Because otherwise I'd be so pissed. Like, who the hell did that? That would be amazing. I like how that went up. But that would be amazing because uh, that would be a fucking fuck up. That would be the best fuck no, up No, I would, like, I swear, between the 995 and the backwards, like, lettering, I would say that that would be done on purpose. Just to be like, what? who's the idiot who's going to buy these? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm real like I'm actually not sorry. Go buy a pair of Bose headphones or earphones or whatever if you really really want something. But this is just this it's. Is it, I think it's I think it's useless. Let's be honest. Oh, but there's one good thing about them. I do like the colors. I like the blue well, and the, it's, the no, yellow. See, I think it's kind of cool. See, look, they're selling the logo and they're selling the color scheme and everything. Like that's what they're selling. They're selling basically branding. They're not selling a thing that you can get you can't get anywhere else. Let's be honest. Somebody's comment on this, I have to say, I love it. It's Semi rich Persian dudes all around Europe. That's all the comments. Yeah, no, that's literally a repeated comment. 100% see that. That is like, exactly what it is. Sorry, all the all the semi rich Persian dudes that listen to this podcast, zero. But like. It's best, bro. <laughs> but like, do you remember when South Park did that whole uh, the, the Persian, like the 300 thing? Where yeah. Man, I'm going to reference South Park so much on this. <laughs> but they did that whole like white carpets and like blue no blue carpets white drapes or something and then gold everywhere thing (laughs) like that's what this reminds me of it's like that it's so i love virgil stuff i love what he does but this was like what the fuck i I, it was no offense it's like i understand you're trying to get it to tech you're trying to branch out because louis vuitton was originally uh luggage i don't see it's virgil said wrong it's right there see sadly i know i wish it wasn't him i mean uh, i mean he just no. because he's designing things for it, I'm, I'm just going to give him the benefit of doubt here and say that somebody, like, decided to do this, but it's not, like, his baby. You know what I mean? Like, he you clearly really had know. to sign off. He clearly yeah, yeah, had yeah, to yeah, sign yeah, off. Yeah, but. because they put his name. They didn't put the women's wear designer. I forgot who's the women's wear. I forgot who the hell that is. Yeah, That's I even sadder. That's even sadder, because I don't even know who the hell the women's uh, wear. I used to know all this shit. So, looking at this, I love Virgil's stuff, and this was kind of a miss for me, you know, because anybody can make these earbuds. You know, the technology, the Louis Vuitton was started as a luggage, you know, it's a luggage. Then over time, you know, it became so popular that they started making uh, women's wear. Even though the women's wear was not meant to sell, it was like more... Um, Just for fun, it's for, like an experiment or whatever? It, was, um, it wasn't ready to wear. There's no ready to wear things until later on. Oh, yeah, okay. Till I think it was Mark took over. Oh yeah, yeah Mark took right. over. Yeah, Mark okay, is I'm one. Gonna, Mark, I'm, Mark. I'm, uh, can Mark I just Jacobs, say yeah. I'm gonna just fully uh, admit to my ignorance here. Yeah. I hate LV. Like I've always disliked them. For me, it was a love hate thing though. I understand. Yeah. I I've always hated them because mm-hmm. two reasons. One, I hate. I absolutely hate brands that brandish the, their logo on mm-hmm. everything, and that's their entire thing. Yeah. Their whole thing. The reason why, though, is because they didn't start as clothes. They I started know. as luggage, and I the know. luggage had and all that. And I still that, thought it was ugly and it. tacky as hell. And I get it. Granted. I get that no, that's no, my opinion, granted, granted. like, whatever. Yeah. I can't stand that stuff. And on mm-hmm. top of it, everything they've ever done, I feel like it's just about the fact that it's selfie. It's not even about quality. And I mean, I'm not saying there's no stuff that's quality. I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, for me, 
Every time I would see somebody with anything LV, it's like, well, you're clearly just trying to flash your cash here. And I don't care for you. Yes. Or your style because you look like a granny that, like, doesn't have any taste. No well, offense to grannies because well, a lot of them have great taste. Sadly, let's blame in a weird way because I love it's Mark Jacobs. I love Mark Jacobs. Do you remember, like, the coach thing? Yeah, the coach Like, everything was, like, C, 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 yeah. but it just looked, like, cheap as hell. Yeah, until it became... And then it became cheap as hell, and then yeah. now it became a little bit better, but, like, I, I It became kitsch for after a while. But, um, oh, God, it's so but the whole thing was, if you want to blame him, blame Mark Jacobs because he's the one that turned it around, though. He did, and but, but he... During his era, there was also some really cool collaborations. There were some yeah. artist collabs and things like that that yeah. actually brought it back around. And I thought those were okay. But that's, for me, that's where it kind of ended, though. After Mark mean? left. Oh, yeah, I, I no, start, for sure. I, I, I not agree. A Louis Vuitton fan. No, I was never a fan, but I think there was a couple of things during that era that I was like, okay, this this is interesting. But that's because like, it was Mark. I know. It was his, it's his And ideas. I love Mark Jacobs. Yeah. I love all of his shit. I, I still have uh, Mark by Mark Jacobs stuff all over the place. <laughs> like, I bought out all that stuff. I love that owners. whole, when everyone is like, Mark by Mark by Mark, like that yeah, whole Mark thing. Yeah, Mark by Mark by Mark by Mark. Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was actually really good shit. So, uh, what's it? Um, the Mark by Mark Jacobs disseminate diffusion line diffusion line the as diffusion found line out. oh my gosh um yeah i actually thought this stuff was really wearable the quality of it was really good like it wasn't shit the same as a lot of diffusion lines are it was a lot of ready to wear things it was really it was really ready to wear it was but it was like it was also affordable it wasn't too affordable i feel like like their bags were so popular oh my god thanks to mark jacobs that we most people know most a lot of people around the world know of Louis Vuitton because he's the one that took this bag company mm-hmm. for luggage not even bags just luggage mm-hmm. then they try to get into bags and then Mark came along and then he's like oh why don't you just guys go along with everyone else and just you know make clothes too I mean I'm also like I really appreciate Virgil Abloh and I really yes. appreciate the fact that he is doing something really different in fashion at the same time though I mean I don't know if I'm the right person to talk about his stuff because, like, I like streetwear mixed in with like really high fashion stuff. But this is not about streetwear, though. This is well, tech. This is tech. Like Yeezy and like you know, like Off White. I don't know. Like I, I. Eh. I wasn't the look. I'm not the biggest fan of Off White. There are some are times. Obsessed with it. There's so. It's a fad. It's like Vet Mall. No, because it's a. F- but it's like Vet Mall. It's like. I appreciate the people behind Vetmom because they, I think they're just taking the piss out of fashion, and I think that's amazing. The fact that you can swell like sell like a DHL sweatshirt for a thousand dollars or whatever is fucking absurd to me. And I think it's kind of it's kind of fun to like break the fashion rules and be like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna take this thing that you can find in like a secondhand store and sell it for this ridiculous amount of money to somebody." Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's so popular just kind of makes me want to rage because I don't think that's what fashion is. Like, I don't think that's what it should be. I think it's, I, I love when, I granted, I love when uh, brands do that in a clever way, not just, yeah. you know, a way that is just for fads. I love it's when more people... like social commentary. It's like a social commentary. Okay, but also I feel like it's like that idea, you know, do you remember in like, I want to say it was like the late 90s or something, there were designers that they shall not be named, who were doing, who were basically taking like the homeless style. And well, making... I don't think it was a late, I think it was, well, it started off. 90s. No, it started off earlier with Ray Kuakubo, you know, of. Uh, that's not the same. That's older, but that was no, way older. That was in the 80s. De that was way in the 80s. That's though. not what I'm talking about. That was way that's in the 80s. not what I'm talking about at all. But and if you're talking not, about when it was. That's street style. In a, that's like Japanese street style taken. That's not what I'm talking about. But that was I'm a bag lady thing. That was a bag lady. Yeah, thing. but that's also stylized to the point where it's like, oh, it's elevated. 
What I'm talking about is literally like taking like ripped jackets and putting them on the runway and claiming them as being fashion when you you're just ripping off poor people or homeless people or whatever. And I think there's a certain I whiff of that with like Vetmall where I feel like and again, this kind of relates to what we were talking about last episode. To me, it's it enrages me because it's like it's one thing when people are creatively mixing in certain things because they have to, right? Like if mm-hmm. you if you thrift a DHL sweater and you somehow cut it and make it look really cool and yeah. like whatever, you're like a 19-year-old art student or not not even like whatever, it doesn't well, matter. A lot of it but a lot of it comes from people seeing cuz look, these designers are constantly stuck in a place and then I they hate and, that. and then they there's yeah, because that's the whole Business. I hate that. Like, do something do, else. No, but it's not about that. It's because they're constantly doing how many seasons and how many collections. And I'm not... That nowadays, they don't have time to vacation like old designers used to. Yeah. And explore the world, go to America, back they in the days. Whatever gets yeah. put in front of their faces because they see, you know, like... So they're in front of the internet constantly. Yeah. They're looking at photos on Instagram it's and like, they're looking like, at these kids. And street style. And it's it's like... It's weird because I wonder if that's partially what is wrong with fashion today. Now like it is. That insane echo chamber that is created within the fashion industry because nobody has time. So all they see is the street style that's happening during fashion weeks. And those people are already in fashion. Yeah. So it just gets more and more absurd. Yes. And like they just build up on each other's bullshit. Yes. Rather than it being like actually creatively driven. Because back in the days they would basically go to other countries take a vacation and be inspired like a regular right. art like an art artist designers were had that aspect of their life well yeah because the idea of design ideally is like to, to it was just find two a seasons. problem it was literally four seasons but it was broken. really two seasons yeah. yeah exactly and but now every how many mini collections pre-season uh, post-season yeah. mid-season half season quarter season football field season like whatever because yeah. well, if you watch the documentary for example of uh, alexander mcqueen he's yeah. like, speaking ab- about that this constant, like, uh, it but was... The amazing thing about... Sorry to interrupt. No. But the amazing thing about McQueen, I was literally looking through one of his... One of the books of his works recently, and uh, the, the amazing thing is if you look at his collections, like, if you just... If you forget all about season, Nazi, whatever, they're standalone. You can wear them at any time. Yes. It does not matter. Well, and they're all influenced by something amazing. Yes, because and he had... You know what? If you look at his life, at the book, yeah, plus if yeah, you actually yeah, yeah. look at the life, yeah. he actually had time... Hopeful, uh, I was like, uh, not hopefully. Sorry, he had time to go away. But he, and, I guess, he was and allowed that. He yes. was allowed that because he was considered a genius, and he was like, you know what, fuck off. Like I'm gonna do this. No, but it was not even only that. It was other designers had that too. There was gaps in between the seasons. True. Where yes, you have to get a collection out, but it's more or less you had more time. Now they're rushing designers, and you have to keep up. And the funny thing is, most of that stuff is not going to be sold anyway. Most of the stuff that is sold from these brands are accessories. Yeah. You know, brands sell makeup. Most of their sales are makeup, glasses, bags, shoes. It's not even the clothes. None of the clothes, really, half the time. No. So, no, because people can't afford those crazy mm-hmm. clothes. Like, most people just afford the either the diffusion line or the accessories or whatever is branded, which ends up being much cheaper than whatever is not branded, mm-hmm. which is why I have no respect for that shit. Yeah. If you're walking around brandishing some brand name, I'm kind of like, eh, nah. you're yeah. not doing it. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, one of the old designers that I love, some people hate, but I still love him. I love John Galliano. Right. And when he took over, I think it was um, Margiela. Okay. He just had fun with it. You see, he was, like, he just had fun. By the way, Galliano is who I was not going to mention when we were talking about the homeless Why? collection in the 90s. Because he probably did one. He did. He yeah. was the first guy who started, but it was yeah. literally ripped off of, like, people I'm sure, on yeah. the streets. Because all he like... did is go to period pieces. He's all, like, history and period yeah. pieces. And he was, 
He was the type of guy who would basically again, make a world. Then he also dressed like a homeless guy, so I guess never mind. He was a British-Spanish weirdo from Gibraltar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, from Gibraltar, cool. yeah. So it's a British part of the British aspect of Spain. But um, so, yeah, I, for me, I loved his work because he created a world yeah. where all— And then um, McQueen did the same thing. He created a world. Every aspect, he wanted to create every aspect. But nowadays, you're just it's more shock value. It's not only this world you're building, it's it's a shock value and you constantly have to dish out bullshit half the time. Most of the time nowadays, actually. Uh this is another one. And Hollywood designer Daisuke Obana. This this became a huge thing, but this was more recent. This was in 2017, apparently. Take a look. So we're just looking at three different images. I guess we should post these. Well, for it's notes. not but none of this is new. It's more men's okay. So what we're looking at is is menswear. And it's a lot of um, a lot of blankets, a lot of Just, layering. Yeah, lots of layers. But it's not, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong because that's no. become very ubiquitous. But it's like, look at the ripped plastic bag, right? Like, look, yeah. look at the, their expressions. It's just, I don't have necessarily an issue with taking that and like going somewhere with it. But when you're directly just being like, we're going to make this really cool. Like, it's just you know something kind of shitty about that. Look, a lot of the times, the people that are into these looks yeah. or into buying these pieces are... Like they're are, trying to play down their own money? Yeah, it's rich kids. Just as let's, bad let's be honest, as it's playing rich kids. up your money. It's rich kids that want to look like they're down with the common folk, as they say. You know? We got to be hip and cool because I guess the common folks are doing this nowadays. The common folks don't dress like that. No, we don't. common folks wear whatever the hell we need to wear to get the job done. Like, yeah. I have separate wardrobes depending on my work, like what work I'm doing, because sometimes you need to wear kind of a uniform. Actually, that's definitely a thing that we're going to be covering. Um, yes, this we podcast. have uniforms. As you're, because life when, uniforms. Yeah, because as you realize when you're in the creative field, you don't. Sometimes you like to dress up. It's nice. But then sometimes you just want to be simple. You want to be a uniform, as, as they say. I mean, I, I always want to dress up. But like that's just not my me. thing. Most of my, for me as personally, my art and visual beautiful things are outside okay. of me. I will, I will say this. I've dressed very horrible I, and drab. I Doesn't don't mean consider I can't dress. it dressing up. I consider it dressing for life. Like this is my, but no, but that's, that's the thing. It, every every person has a certain thing because yeah. I also. But it's still I'm, a uniform. I I'm still a guy, have a certain I'm, uniform. I'm a guy, and my like I said, my thing is outside of me. The beautiful things that I do or whatever. Even if I create clothes, it's outside of me. It's other people wear. I'd rather have other people wear that shit than than me wearing that beautiful thing, to be honest. I mean, I suppose that is like slightly gender-based for sure, but... Not necessarily, though, because look at all the designers that you've ever seen. They're just wearing black, gray. Yes, it's simple. It's simple clothing because they're constantly in their head and they're constantly running around like mad people trying to finish things. Yeah. And I relate to that. And that's why I slowly started to realize I was just starting to dress very simply and monochromatic. Yeah. You know? And if there is color, it's tiny bits of color. I'm never going to forget. I think this person changed my life a little bit when I was like 19 and or 19 or 20. And uh, I was going to, I think I was 19, and I was going to um, art school for the first, or I guess not for the first time, but art college. Mm -hmm. Like after I, after high school and whatever. Um I had this painting teacher and he said something that really struck me and it took me years to really get into that mindset. But he basically, I used to only wear black at the time, like only black. There was like nothing you could do to get me out of that. I would maybe on occasion, like once in a blue moon, mix in a little bit of charcoal gray in there, but it was just black all the time. 
And one day we were walking down the hall with like a couple of other people, a couple of other students, and we were all basically wearing black and gray. And he just looked at us. Goth kids? No, he just looked <laughs> at us and he just went, I think it's a cop out when artists wear all black. And I, I agree. Disa- I disagree. I, I agree disagree. now. I disagree. I still disagree because at least from my life, I've it wasn't that I didn't have abundance of clothes. I've always had clothes. I had a ch- I I throw away clothes actually. I give away a lot of my clothes. Yeah, don't say throw away. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I know get you're gonna, gonna you're gonna that. you're gonna like shriek and go. Yeah, hey, I'm, go crazy. I'm gonna lose my shit. But, <laughs> well, thanks to the liquid rage, you're okay. But, um, <laughs> Look at uh, rage in this case. <laughs> um, for me, like I said, it was I was constantly drawing, painting. I was doing multiple things, so I wanted Black a was uniform. Practical. Black was practical, and his uniform and gray was like. A little bit more better than, in my, my opinion, a little bit better than black to a certain degree. But that was my uniform. And to this day, I still kind of wear a uniform. I mean, to be fair, he was a painter. And like, I think... And you he, get dirty. He was actually one of the most stylish people I had ever met at that but point. But it's attitude. Let me tell you this. It's attitude, sure. though. Sure, sure, sure. But, and he was also European and like very like... That's attitude. I'm sorry. I don't that's care. attitude. I don't I, care. That's, that's not attitude. my point. I, that's, that's not my point. I still... <laughs> it really struck me. And I actually... I started... Not right away, but I, after that, I started to, like, con- really consider that. Like, his words really came back to me multiple times in my life. And I think now I actually do agree with him more. Not because I think everybody should wear color all the time, but I think there's a certain idea that, like, your life is an exploration, right? Like, and if you're an artist of any kind, I yeah. think you have to be a little bit more bold about how you how you go about that. Like, I think everything, and I mean... Okay, I get that that's like my thing and everything sort of ties into this idea that I want to live this like very full, very holistic life that has, you know, shades of every fucking color of the rainbow and whatever. And I hate pink, but that's not the point. I love pink. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm actually but a, starting a, but to... But in a comical way, though. I'm starting to actually, like, I've let go of that a little bit over the last few years because there's definitely shades of pink that I like. Like, yes. I'm, a, I'm a fan of, like, a Muted. dusty it's like, rose. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's, like, a few... And also, I like a, a nice pink with, like, a like a dusty, muted pink with, like, a beige or, like, mixed with, like, a... Yes. Some, you know, there's just... it's Sometimes the combination works. And I'm yes. like, okay, I'm not... I'm not against this. It's just like that Barbie pink or like a hot no, pink. No, that's that's that. that's Pepto Bismol disgusting yeah, pink. Yeah, I can't I can't do that. That's just stuff. gross. And there's people who love that color, and I just literally have to run away from it but because it just it gives me it gives it's me eye quantity cancer. though. It's it's the amount. I agree. That's all it really part. is for me. I still don't yeah. like hot pink. I even like no. nail polish and hot pink. I'm like, nope, can't do it. Gotta go. Sorry guys. Like, <laughs> like even fuchsia sometimes. I'm like, no, I, eh, no, no, eh, no. I can't do it. No. Put I, a bit no. more purple in it, like like that. I wish you guys could see it right now, but that's okay. Basically, this if you guys, a, I'll describe this for you. Basically, we are in a mountain of clothes, right? A now? fort, actually. No, you know what? Oh, it's yeah. a fort. It is We're a fort. in a fort of clothing, We're literally. In a studio fort, basically. This is where I work, and uh, it's just like scraps of fabric everywhere. It's like like textiles all over the place, walls and walls of yardage right now. It's great. Yeah. So I can literally point out to something. As soon as I think of something, I'm like, look over there, like that. Yeah, it's great. So there's, it's just every kind of color, every kind of texture, you name it. It's just a fort, basically. Yeah. But, Great um, for references. If I have is. any ideas, I'm like, that one, like there, over there. Yeah, touch that. Yes. Speaking and of which, all that velvet. It's all audio, so we have to describe things. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, going back to this whole thing, is we went off this whole thing about 
Louis Vuitton and oh, yeah, uniforms and everything and earrings. earrings. Or not those earrings. Ear buds. Oh my gosh. So they let's, might, they'd be better off as earrings to some extent. I would, I appreciate, I would actually appreciate them if they were earrings. I, I mean, swear to God. They're actually earrings. No, no. The funny thing is I've seen earrings exactly like this. You know what? You know what? I just realized. If we think of them as earrings, they're a lot less egregious. Yes. They're utilitarian earrings. I still think this is absurd, but I'm trying to make myself like see it in a different light. I think it's the fact that they're not a tech company and they're just, they're not creating anything well, innovative. they're not making it. They're yeah. not making, they're not they're actually not making, making it. it because a lot of these accessories, as though, they're within the range yeah. of accessories. And they're, they're very typical. They look yeah. like any other earbuds yeah. that you would find right now that are Bluetooth. Yeah. And I think I agree with yeah. you. If they were like different, if they were, if they had partnered Revolutionary, up. Revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. If they had partnered tech. up with a tech company or like a and startup is, and they made they? this. Because they're pieces of shit. Like, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, I'm being... I'm, I'm, I love this rant. I love what's going I just, on. I don't like them. I don't like... I don't like LV. I just... I don't like it. I don't it. like them I now. Like I like them when Mark was for. there. I don't like now. the people that wear it. I'm sorry, guys. I get it. A lot of people like their shit. I can't stand it. Can't stand it. If you have kids in the future and they have uh, LV, would you disown them? I mean, I'm not going to have kids, but that's one of the reasons why. Because they might buy LV and I just can't risk good. that. Yeah, that's a good I point. Can't, I can't risk that. My kids might have LV, so I will never have kids. Nope, can't uh-huh. risk that. Can you imagine? I'm just walking around and I'm like, who are these monsters? What are they doing? Mom, can I get this LV bag? Oh, no. Okay, I, I'm not going to get into this. But if I were to have kids, <laughs> oh, man, no way. That would, like, no. If they did that, I would definitely disown them. I'd be like, you go be with your father, whoever that is. (laughs) (laughs) Go be with your biological dad because you were all conceived via test tubes. Test tube babies. (laughs) Basically. Because I'm probably going to be 60 at that point. I'll be like, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good for kids now. Let's just, you know. Oh, Make no. them out. Let's do this. But, um, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> but, that's like my worst nightmare. Children who are just like so materialistic and they just want brand names. That's, that's the worst. Oh, God. But yeah, I want to move on from this because uh, yeah, let's, this is... Um, this is an endless uh, conversation. Yeah, because the amount of, I can rag on this. But yeah, let's just be honest. Okay. I love Virgil. I love what he's doing. But this was a miss in my opinion. Ayan? Yeah, miss. I'm not obsessed. I'm obsessed that it's it's ugly. I think it's hilarious for sure. I think the whole th- I I'm there, still gonna hold out hope that it's a bit of a joke. Like it's I, not I a want joke. It to be a little, it's not a joke. Nine ninety five, like uh, nine hundred and what ninety five U- yeah, like, U.S. That dollars. Price, that price just just tells and we're Canadian, you so you can imagine the price for us. It's like thirteen hundred dollars or something like that. Fuck something hell. insane like that. Okay. We've got a couple more things to cover, but let's transition yes. from this to uh, the next topic that I want to talk about, sure. which is the weird trends that have been happening and that will be happening in 2019. <laughs> and I don't know if you've had a chance to look at some of the things that I've, I've sent you. I've seen the list. Okay. Um, a lot of them are, look, you have to understand, fashion is cyclical. Yes. It's literally either major pieces or major eras that they revisit or bits and pieces mishmashed with other eras. So this is, okay, so this is why it relates. First of all, some of the things on the list that we had are actually by Virgil Abloh. For example, that whole, like, uh, he was the one who, I love this trend. This is like a trend that's going to be for 2019. Because I'm looking at it right now. So the idea of, like, this utilitarian clothing part of which, I think he was the one who brought out this whole, like, clothing in a bag thing, or, like, clothing that starts in a bag and then transitions into, like, outerwear or whatever. So I, was he wasn't so, the first to start no, it, no, but he, he was, was the not, one no. who like 
made it more pervasive within well, high fashion well, he was, let's he's be honest, the one he was who's more... being given credit for it which is why I'm which using is, this as a transition yeah. I don't think it's true but yeah. but I'm using this as a transition right now to say like I actually really like that trend I'm I'm into this idea of like utility clothing yes um, that I agree yes I really like that shit's gonna have pockets and and also and we love pockets we love pockets we love all pockets preferably bigger pockets not like those dinky little women's pockets that we have in yeah jeans. what the hell change it's... that shit up I don't wear women's pants let's be honest well you could if you really I wanted could, to but I could but I it's not I my it's there's the, no point I'm a, I love pockets I've never yeah. lost a phone because of my pockets oh I've broken a few things because I had shit pockets see I feel for you women. I know. But, you know, I think everybody by this point knows that women's pockets are just bullshit. Um, Sometimes they're not even real. Yeah, I know. They're literally a slit, oh, I a know. semi-thing. And I was like... I know. Do you want to see the pockets in these pants right now? And these aren't that's even all that they, bad. That's as far as they this go. This is not even that what bad. What is that, like this three is... inches? Four inches? Three, three inches? and a half. That's not even a phone. A phone is usually like five or So when a I used larger. to draft pockets for, for... When I was in fashion design school yeah. and I used to draft pockets, I would always make them purposely, like, way larger. That's... Which is great, but you can't make a slimline pant like that. Yes, because you'll see is, the outline and everything right. like that. Yes. And this is why you have to like create voluminous pants if you're going to do that, He's, which is what's happening right now. And I'm so into it. Like I'm loving this like silhouette of like small waist, large voluminous pant. And like it's, you know, it's well, got the, it's I really good. Her. I like I, it. For me, I've always loved in terms of what I like in terms of what I used to make yeah. is a lot of androgynous things. And that's yeah. also what's happening right and now. I love, I love that. I'm I love it. androgyny. But what I love is that people are making it a weird thing. They're not talking about how like, oh, we're having unisex clothing now. It's like shit is just becoming more unisex. I also sent you an article about the men's fashion that's coming up for 2019. I don't know if you right saw here. that. It's all right here. I have everything. So if you look at that, you can see that a lot of those clothes are actually extremely like unisex. Anyone can wear that. You can wear a suit with a puffer jacket if you're a man or a woman. You can wear a pair of leather pants with like a weird fluffy hoodie if you're a man or a woman. Like it doesn't matter. See, the thing is what I look at is – see, I'm I'm a photographer as well, um, more editorial and narrative-based photography. And the photographers that I loved in the 80s would always do androgynous things. Yeah. So to me, it was always normal – I agree. For men to uh, men to wear women's clothing, clothing, but in a way that is stylized for their body. Yeah. Like picking and the right versa. thing, yeah, and vice versa. You know. Yeah. Like Helmut Newton, uh, Peter oh, yeah. Lindbergh, um, uh, Craig McDean, like you, you name it. Yeah. Richard Avedon, like you can oh, see yeah, all these sure. people that would dress women, and at the time, supposedly men's clothes, tailored yeah. men's clothes, and it was sexy and beautiful. You know. I agree. So. Everything that I did when I grew up and I got into fashion, like heavily in fashion, even though I grew up, you know, on a little tangent of my mom being a seamstress, I would always create androgynous things. And that's the way my life was. So to me, this is nothing new, but I'm happy from a woman's perspective that women are getting clothes tailor-made towards their bodies yeah. that actually are more utilitarian. Well, Pockets, I mean, like, especially. Even as far as, like, the 30s, this was a thing, right? Yes. And Marlene Dietrich or, yeah. like, all... There were so many... Not so it many, was, but there was definitely a few people but, that did it. Like, uh, was it Catherine? Not Catherine Hepburn. She did it, yeah, Audrey a couple of times. Hepburn did it for sure, but Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall, I yes. love Lauren Bacall. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I was trying to remember the names. 
And it was like huge in the 80s. Yves Saint Laurent did some stuff with that. Mm. Oh. I know the brand did it. I don't know if he personally yeah, did it. But that was more, that was more was later. More that was later. Like, yeah, but he was more into like feminine. But it was still kind of like it had this like He had of, masculine shoulders. He had yes. a lot of upper body masculine. masculine like he really was, like, managed very strong. to balance a masculine and the kind of silhouette with a very feminine feel to because it. Because he, yeah. he himself, obviously when you look yeah. at him yeah, when he's younger. He, he's that balance. He's, he's that balance of feminine and masculine. He has broad shoulders. But he had a feminine type of um, uh, figure in a certain way. Yeah. Lower body wise. Yeah. Because he moved sure. very. He moved, moved in a very graceful, yes. kind of fluid way. Which was and I love that's what. And he was like soft spoken and sweet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Very attractive man. Yes. Very like stylish. So when we look at what's going on right now in these trends, these either the men's one or the women's one, that um, we'll post these links. By the way, we'll post these yeah, links. Yeah, we'll post them. Should we post them in the description or on the website? Or I think we should post them on the website. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that for each all episode. Right, we'll, we'll link it. We'll have a link to our website with all of the links to everything that we were the talking podcast about. and we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, cool. So when you look at the men's, to me, it's like, okay, that's I could easily do that today. I, yeah. I, I, it doesn't seem far fetched. And what I love about this, so okay, another thing that I'm just gonna mention quickly before I say my point is that um, I don't know if you noticed one of the trends that was happening in 2018. Actually, a few of the trends that were happening. Not only is there like this whole kind of androgynous unisex thing that is becoming more common, if you look at the trends that are emerging, they're very like mixed, like you said, mm -hmm. but a lot of them are kind of like almost haphazardly thrown together, but not quite, which is very much like, I think, influenced by the thrift culture. It's it's like you know they're trying I mean? no yeah it's like it's a, it's a mimicking forth. it's like a fake mimicry of when you do finds like you could easily do that you could easily yes. go to a store and if yes. you have a certain sense of style you could just like layer the hell out of your yes, clothes but and for get runway this out. it's purposely done of course of you know, course for, but what I'm runway, saying yeah. is like I love that I love that idea that like you can do the opposite like if you really want to you can go and find a way to like and again this kind of goes back to this idea of like mixing and matching really high end stuff really really well tailored stuff really potentially expensive stuff with like just finds that you can get or with yes. your favorite piece, your favorite vintage piece, something yes. out of your grandmother's closet, whatever. And I love that. I love that whole aspect. And yes, there sometimes it becomes a uh, very um is it contrived, I would say? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely those it's, moments. You can tell. I guess you can tell when something's done too perfectly that it doesn't seem natural, you know. Yeah, and because I think you have to kind of do that for yourself. Like, yes. I think you have to go and figure that out for yourself. It fits yourself. your body because these models generally, let's be honest, yes, we have more diversity when it comes to models. Yeah, kind of. Nowadays. Yeah. It's still Much not, more it's so still not, it's still sure. not 100%, but yeah. obviously they're picking um, roughly the same body types for yeah. the most part, you know? So all of this looks perfect and well done and everything like that. Yeah. And... It's not going to look the same on everybody. Let's be honest. So when it comes down to picking these um, looks and these pieces and these, uh, you have to pick it for yourself. Yeah. Stop following these trends. And it's funny because I used to dress a lot more like that when I was younger. Like even five years ago, I feel like I had this whole thing where I'd be like experimenting so much. But I would say that that was in part because I didn't know exactly what myself, like I didn't know exactly what I wanted. I was just trying everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'd just be like layering weird like tools with like plaids and then some weird <laughs> stuff going. And there's a part of me that misses that for sure. But I just, I don't think that that really fits my lifestyle anymore. Mm -hmm. I might still do that with some of my items of clothing if I'm like going somewhere, but it's not so much for my daily life. But I just love this idea that like, if you want that, you can do that. You can, you can recreate that for yourself or you yeah. can make it yours. Yes. Well, for me, there are certain pieces that 
that I love, and it's usually jackets. I'm more of an outerwear person. Me too. I'm not, um, uh, like, I can do, trust me, when I I actually do dress up, that's rare. Yeah. Let's be honest. Especially in the last couple years, yeah. But I haven't dressed up. I just realized I don't think I've ever seen it. Because even when I saw you going to events, we were working. So it was different. Yes, because when you met me, it was, what is it, five years now. When you met me, I was working. Yeah. And I wanted to, didn't, I didn't want to dress up. No, we were working like 12 hour days. There know? was no way. But prior to working on that fashion week and things like that, I was always dressed up. Yeah. You know, I was always like in that zone. But when you're working in the industry constantly and you don't have any time off, you want to wear a uniform. You don't give a shit. As much as you're around pretty people and pretty clothes and stuff like that, the funny thing is... You're more noticeable when you're not dressed in that kind of garb and things like that. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it depends. I think you know? it depends on your own style. Like, if you have your own style and you're staying kind of true to it and you're not just trying to... It's kind of like, uh, you know, I always mention, like, the mall girls. I'm sorry, mall girls. It's not that they care, but... I like you, mall girls. I'm, they're very beautiful. That's not the point. Yeah, not the clothing. But, though. no, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Like, I love... I actually really genuinely love the the style of clothing that like Aritzia makes, for example. Hmm. I get it. It's not maybe not for everybody. I think it's great. I think it's like very easy to wear. What about hot topic? Shut up. <laughs> I know you're just saying that. No, but like genuinely, I really like their stuff. I think it's so easy to wear. I think the quality's for the most part pretty good. It depends. The prices are not my favorite, depending on what it is. But for for what it is, actually, I think it's pretty fair. A lot of it is. Well, I mean, it's all designed in Canada. It's not necessarily manufactured in Canada, which is another problem. But I will give it to those girls or to the people that own the brand and to the people that buy their stuff. Their stuff is good. It's it's really easy office wear. It's easy to transition it from day to night. I think as far as like any brand that you could just go into a mall and buy, it's great. My problem is when you go in there and you buy everything that the mannequin has and then you literally look like every single person. And so the girls that would work in malls, from what I remember, they yeah. would all dress the same. Hey, give me what the mannequins got. You, they don't even do that. It's just like, the thing is, I think it's partially, again, I will give this to them. I think the people that did the visual merchandising for them knew what they were doing. They knew what they were selling. They knew their market. They knew their audience. Mm-hmm. So they would pick the stuff that was like trendy, that would go fast, and people would see it and they would buy it. The problem is that everybody would go in and buy the same damn thing. And every season, they were just, like, following trends. So they would essentially just buy the same type of thing, more or less, because there was a limited range of colors, and they were, for the most part, neutral. And they wouldn't... See, this is what I'm saying. It's great stuff if you have one or two pieces. But as soon as that's all you wear, you're going to look like everybody else. Yeah, like the Zara guy. How many guys do you see on the street that are wearing Zara shit? That's what I'm saying. I'm wearing Zara shoes, but only... No, actually, not today. (gasps) Oh, those are nice shoes, actually. These are actually... um, uh, I think they're Steve Madden's. Oh, they're nice. And I, it took me uh, two hours just to pick these guys. Yeah, fair enough. Because I wanted comfort, and they're gray, and they're winter and summer boots, really, if you really think about it. Yeah. But, um, no, I know what you mean. It's these people that just buy the whole look. Or they just, they just don't, like, they don't know how to mix in trends with style. But not everybody. See, here's the thing, though. Not everyone's going to always be like that. That's that's, a sad, that's, that's okay. life. That's life because their that's focus okay. is on somewhere else. And that's OK because yeah. they're not in fashion. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like there'd literally be like you would know who works in the mall mm-hmm. because they would dress the same mm-hmm. because they would all just follow the trends. And you'd yeah. be like, 
that girl works at the mall. This girl works near the mall. This girl works at the mall. And they were all beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. legitimately, well, like, beautiful Well, let's be honest, you're in girls. retail, especially fashion retail. Like, gorgeous young girls just, like, dressed to the nines. But they were so boring. Like, the first mm-hmm. one you saw, you're like, wow. Then the second you saw, you're like, I think I've seen that before. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you're like, okay, I'm bored now. Like, it's can like, we do something see, else? I'm, I'm referencing something else, but it's like, um, it's like you know those cartoons or those movies where you see this duplicate of these women? Yeah, it was a bit clony. Yeah. It was a little bit it's clony. Like Steph- is it Stepford Wise? Yes. Yes, That's it was one pretty of much kind of sure. like that, minus the whole weird speaking. It was definitely and... a bit Stepford Girls to me. Um, yeah. and I Sorority girls. Yeah, well, no, because no, they're like definitely more stylish but it was kind of a mall sorority. It was a mall sorority, yeah. And I think yeah. like if you didn't wear that, and actually, back to the Mark by Mark Jacobs thing, mm-hmm. that was a huge part of it. Because yeah. all those girls had a, a Mark by Mark Jacobs bag. Bag, yes. For sure. Sure. Yes. And actually, they were nice bags. But I never, I could never but bring myself to them. it was the fact that, as they say, the common folk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the common folk were wearing, all, were basically it's wearing just, Mark we're, by Mark we're Jacobs. We're so problematic right now. I hate that word, but continue. I thought you loved that word. No, because it, it made me laugh because I hate it. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, it's, I mean, uh, it depends on what you're using You know using why? It because uh, that's it's a whole topic. Abused. Yeah, it's been abused a lot it's in the last couple of years for I'm just, PC people, basically. Yes, a lot but of PC I'm just saying, like, it's a problem. Yes, that it we're is a, talking no, it like is, this. It also. is, but at the same time, because we sound so full of shit, we are. Yeah, we are. But so it's, are they? It's we're not okay. mean. We're just saying. I'm kind of mean. It, I'm not. No, so you're that's, nice. Uh, you're the good cop. Look, I'm it's the bad sugar cop. and spice and everything nice. We're yeah. the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Oh, love that show. Well, I know who can who can hate the Powerpuff Girls. I don't know. I hate the new ones though. Sorry. Uh, that's oh a nice no, tangent. that was terrible. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If we can just have a momentary tangent on that. That was awful. Why did they ruin mm. the Powerpuff Girls? It was I great. loved it. Mr. Mayor. I actually went back to rewatch the originals because I hated the new yes. one so much. And I was like, this was amazing. Why did they yes. ruin it? They should have just remastered it and re-released Thank it. Thank you. What the hell? Anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so in that dynamic, um, no, it's um, we're not bad. It's just we grew up in this consumer culture and we saw a lot of this change and a lot of uniforms and a lot of copying duplicates, like what you name it. So, but we were always um, kind of, I wouldn't say outcasts, but we were like, we were in the fringes of somewhere. Yes. And we were not following the mainstream. But I will say this. There's the other side of this coin, which is like the duplicate. You you joked about Hot Topic, but there's that side too. Hot Topic, it made me laugh growing up. No, no, absolutely. And I never ever shopped there until... I bought something for my 13-year-old cousin years ago, which yeah, but was, which thirt- hurt, but it hurt me. It hurt me it genuinely. It hurt you, it but hurt it was me. for a 13-year-old girl. She loved it. Yeah. I, I was a little bit, like, in pain going in there. Because when you look like, at Hot Topic, why? you think of Barbie. You think of that type yeah. of, like, weirdness. But, Barbie trying to be cool. But what I'm trying to say is, like, we, I think as, like, quote-unquote outsiders or whatever, we had our own version of, like, that stepfordiness because everybody wore black and you always wore, like, for, for me anyway, I will say this. And it wasn't on purpose, but I mm-hmm. realized there was a certain uniform to the kind of people that I hung out with, which yeah. was, like, everyone wears docks. Not so much now because no, none of yeah, those doc, people wear yeah. them. <laughs> but at the time, everybody wore, like, docks or, like, shit. Shit kicking boots, basically, as you called them. So you, so like, I used to buy boots from um, army surplus stores all the time, and, and a few of my friends did as well. I didn't buy boots from there. I would always buy jackets from there. Yeah, I had friends who did that too. But like, I would buy like it was like basically the uniform was black boots, like like high ankle boots. Yeah. Um, you'd have like black jeans, usually tight, but not super tight, like straight. I hated black. I hated tight jeans. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, girls would usually wear tight jeans yeah. at that era in that era anyway guys would wear like straight jeans whatever they're black jeans 
black boots. And then you'd have like a, either a black T-shirt or some kind of other black like long sleeve or something. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, you'd wear a motorcycle jacket or another black jacket. So it was just like black on black on black. And it was always like the same items in slight variation. Did you guys have monthly or weekly meetings? Nope. At a, at a grunge bar? Nope, but we might as well have. I know, right? And the thing or is, like, or at least go to underground coffee shop. Oh, we, and, we like, definitely read went to underground music things. And yeah, whatever. read poetry and snap fingers. No, and do the whole no, beat. we were too. We were too. Because like, <laughs> you're just describing. We were too dark to do poetry. We were like poetry. I secretly still love poetry, but I never, Ha-ha. I never, I never told anybody about it. Ha ha. So For those of you who knew Ayan back then, surprise, surprise. Um, I'm sure they're not surprised anymore. But I didn't exactly go around talking to people about how much I liked poetry. I just did. <laughs> what I'm saying is like there was definitely there's definitely a uniform there's a uniform to any yes. kind of any kind you, of group any, any kind of group yeah any kind of social group you belong yes. to there's going to be a uniform so when I'm saying this stuff I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be like an asshole and be like oh my god they all look the same what I'm saying is they consider themselves extremely fashionable and that's I think the difference is there's a bit of a difference between being like everybody dresses the same because we're identifying as part of a group and everybody dresses the same but they think they're somehow unique yeah we got to wrap that conversation up because otherwise, again, it's going to go on forever. Um, again, if there's anything you guys hear that you want us to expand on, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, if you think we're just full of shit and you want to tell us that, that's fine. Send us a message. Send us an email. We're happy to hear that. Um, so the last thing that I really wanted to bring up was, and I'm sure this is going to be huge news, but Rihanna may be starting her own fashion line, possibly a high fashion line with LVMH. Not Fenty. Not Fenty. Uh, something completely different. Apparently, LVMH refuses to comment on it. That's uh, very typical. I mean, you know, they don't. You don't know. It's probably just in the baby stages. It's in the baby phase, so they don't want to comment on it because things might change. It might be. It might drop off. Like who knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, because um, LVMH or the head at uh, currently still the head is uh, Mr. Arnaud, mm-hmm. is. He he's good at picking trends. He's oh, really yeah, good at that. For sure. You know, so he sees something in the whole Rihanna thing and the Fenty thing. And then he wants to say, you know what? Before she gets too big. Oh, it's too late for that. I mean, no, but even bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, fair she, enough. He, he sees something. He might as well scoop her up and yes. see what he can do. And also, I mean, look, it's good for her. You know, like if she partners with an, with an established umbrella brand like LVMH, she knows that she's got the backing to do exactly what she potentially wants. Um, if she's going to go into high fashion, they have all the resources. They have all the connections. They can They can give her all the people. And apparently she's been scouting from like Celine and whatever. So this is actually happening. Yeah. Because she, she's been getting designers and probably like seems to and whatever yeah well when i look at her previous um fenty fenty and other things she's done it's very sportswear it's very streetwear yeah this is gonna probably be quite different you know what i would love to see though Mm. her actually putting things together herself oh that'd be nice that i would literally watch that you know i was gonna ask you what you thought about this and uh would you be interested in behind the scenes of her being like this color this style this whatever but you know there's still gonna be other people behind it doing this stuff. there's like, usually a person that is actually doing majority of the work yeah for sure and she's like approval s- approve she's basically approving yes yeah. you know or saying what if we do this or what if we do that at the end of the day she gets the last say 
and she's not going to thread anything. She's not going to Well, it's going to be based in on front her of a, style, yeah. right? It's going to be based on what she likes. And I mean, that's a, that's a great job. Like, as a designer, let me tell you this. If I could get somebody else doing all that for me and all I had to do was go this, 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 I want it in that size, make those changes, I'd be so happy. Like, if I could to just be point, creative director. Point. Yeah, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. But I'm saying if I could be creative director with all the background and knowledge that I yes. have and not actually have to sit there and sew every single yes. garment, oh my God, my life would be complete. I agree, but then there's a certain point where I'm like, look, I would do the initial things. Like just what? To You'd show, make the samples? I'd make the samples. I would love, make samples. I, personally, I love doing that. I, and I that's, don't. It's, it's my background. That's what I've, uh, you know. So. You know, I'm going to be honest here. Like, I've been sewing now, not for that long, not for nearly as long as you have. I've been sewing since, what, 2012? something like that I grew up beside because my mom would do yeah. it so I grew up no I mean that. my mom sewed my grandmother sewed a lot of my clothes when I was a kid um, but I just I was afraid of the sewing machine until I went to to school for fashion design I literally had to learn how to sew a straight stitch when I went there see the thing is I think there's one thing that you can do that I cannot do mm. and I've, I've been trying to I said I was gonna learn for so long because my mom does it okay is knitting I don't like knitting you don't I like prefer knitting? crocheting oh. I love weaving Ah. I'm not a huge knitter. I love, like, weaving See, I always wanted because I love amazing. scarves and hats and oh all. I love that. And no, I, you can just use a, you, you can use a knitting machine. Yeah, but. Which makes life so much easier, by the way. How much is a knitting machine, though? Uh, if you can find one, it's probably going to be two grand. See, fuck because that. Because they're all, well, okay, no, that's not true. If you can actually, you can actually find knitting machines. But the thing, I'm just going to give you guys an insider tip right now and you as well. If you can get an older knitting machine that actually has metal, like the metal hooks. Yeah. Go for that. Because the plastic hooks suck. They get stuck, but the new ones are all plastic, and oh. it sucks. And they're they're not cheap. Like I mean, you can get them from no, between five hundred to two thousand. Yeah. But if you can get an older model, that's like you can get if you find it, it's going to cost you under a thousand dollars, generally speaking. But the one with the metal hooks, that's the one you want to get. Anyway, yeah. but if, back to no Rihanna. Look, Rihanna. I looking at her previous work and things like that. I understand why LVMH is doing this and why she's doing this. It's very yeah. understandable. But then, like I said, I'm always tired of celebrity brands, to be honest, personally. Okay. So maybe we should end here because I think next episode we should definitely talk about celebrity brands. That's something that I, I want to delve into. And I think this is kind of a good segue and, and a little bit of a cliffhanger for all of our listeners. So next episode we'll talk about the different celebrities that have their own brands and that entire process, what that means what what that actually looks like, you know, to be a celebrity designer. And if there's any celebrity designers that legitimately do their own work, which yeah. there may or may not be. I there's, actually doesn't. I haven't there done. are. Yeah, yeah. Keep it for the next episode. On the next episode of. Dum, dum, dum. The Obsessor Podcast. Will we have beer? Will we have wine? Actually, that's a good question. It'll probably be wine. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be wine. The beer is just, it's, it's too rage juice. It's 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 liquid rage. Liquid rage, which I appreciate, and I think we kind of needed that. But like, I prefer the wine. I do. I th I don't know when. I think Paris switched me over to to wine. I uh, never drank wine. Before I've always that. been a wine guy, though. Yeah, we know you're a wine. Sangria it's back okay. in the days. Sangria, because everybody can make you can make sangria. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean sangria is easy, and you can put some shit wine in there with fruit yeah. juice, and it tastes yeah, great. See? It's like it's oh, wonderful. Man. Okay, the good old days. The good old days. Or, Montreal or, sangria. Oh, or, man. Or gin and popsicles. I, no, I don't like gin. For, gin and fruit popsicles? I don't popsicles? like gin. I don't like gin. It always fucks me up. I don't like gin. Oh, but man, I will say this. Out. Sangria for me will always be associated with Montreal because for some reason it is so popular in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And like I remember when I lived there, 
It was always like pitchers of sangria yeah. all the time. This is the shittiest thing to make. I think just it's just because of the fruits, French thing, but they were like, red wine. they didn't have the good red wine yeah. all the time. So they were just like, yeah, let's yeah, just take the shitty red wine and like make some sangria. some old fruits. They're going bad. Just throw them in. I don't know. The fruits were fine, but it was just like, there was sangria pitchers all the time. More than even beer, there was sangria pitchers. Okay, guys, we're going to leave it at that for this episode. Again, as I've mentioned several times now, if you have any comments questions concerns if you just want to bitch at us if you want to say thanks if you know whatever well you can follow um us on instagram which is ayan the one word ayan the obsessor still find that so weird why couldn't it be the obsessor was that taken apparently the obsessor was taken that's annoying i know right i don't want the website wasn't taken which is pretty i know that's also really weird so the website is obviously the obsessor.com And like I said, either from the website or from the Instagram, YouTube as well, you can find us all in the same name. Okay, can I just say, by the way, the Instagram needs some work. Like, I need, uh, I need, I need to improve that. Yes, you do. I do. And the, I mean... Oh, People I, need to see that face. I don't want to post selfies of myself, or not selfies. I don't want to post, like, my face all the time. I want to, like, post what I'm doing, what's going on. Maybe I'll post some pictures of the jackets. Maybe that'll be the next thing. What do you think? Yeah, it's up to you. All right, we'll figure it out. Anyway, guys, I'll be working on the Instagram. Uh, we'll hopefully have y- a YouTube episode up next week sometime. I'm sorry it's so late. I'm sure you don't care. But, like, if you do care, I'm sorry about the delay. It's been a while coming. But, you know, we're still... I'm still working on figuring out the format of everything. Things are just slowly settling into it. Um, again... If you want to say anything, just send us a line. All the links will be, the link to our website will be in the description and all the links will be on the website. Anything else? Uh, I guess I'm Mai, the Cosmic Nomad. And I'm Ayan, the Obsessor, and this has been the Obsessor Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Or sorry, you'll hear us next time. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.